Hello and welcome to another episode of The Modern Nerd. I'm Tim Bolin. I'm Dan Smirch. And I'm GJC. And we are, as always, massive nerds. So, this week we've got a super fun, super exciting one that we've been really putting off for a long time. We've been talking about it behind the scenes for months probably at this point. We are doing our top video games. I'm going to go with top 10. There'll be some honorable mentions, but each of our own individual lists of top 10. And we'll go over why we have each of these on the lists. Our lists are comprised of very different things for different reasons. So you're going to be all over the place here on our journey of video games and video game history. So a lot of a lot of us have a, a overlap in games we played in the past. We've all known each other, Jesus, 20 plus years almost at this point. Maybe yeah, 15. I don't even know. George, for a very long time. Um, at least 20 so we've years. got we've been playing video games. We met mostly, uh, at least Dan and I, playing because of video games, because he came into the blockbuster I was working at, right. asking to talk about video games all the time. And I was like, hey, man, look, yeah. you want to just get paid to do this for a little while? And got you a job, and here we are. Yeah, before me and Tim were even friends, I would like yeah. go in there and like be like, hey, I'm looking for this. And Tim was like, hey, what are you, you're looking for this? You're looking for that? I can, let, me, let me help you. I can help you. <laughs> yeah, was, help me good help times. you. Help me <laughs> help you. So, um, so with... Uh, uh, with that being said, let's check in. You know, how, how you guys doing? It's been a week since we've seen you. I know Dan's been real busy. George, are, you know, with our time difference and everything, we don't all really get a time to chat. So, mm -hmm. uh, what have you been? What have you been playing? Let's just stick with what you've been playing lately. If you've even had time for games this week. Same, same thing. Been playing Subnautica. It's, uh, it's a fun crafting. It'll, the crafting portion, portion, portion reminds me of uh stardew valley um but it is it gets quite terrifying the deeper you go and i have to uh kind of suck myself up so not a lot of practice playing scary games um but it's um it's pretty it's pretty good i'm enjoying it nice george uh, have you what have you been playing lately um the new patch for battlegrounds on hearthstone came mm. out this week oh, right. so i've been playing that how is then, it um it's unbalanced as it always is. There's a well. That sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. It's it's got a new uh, like a new tribe. So mm. you know how there's different nagas, there's like right? Beast yeah, there's now nagas introduced, which is like incredibly overpowered. And this seems to happen every single time they introduce something new. But yep, what's yep, what's yep. what's what a surprise. <laughs> but still fun and whatever. It's nice. That's what I've been playing. Nice. Um, I have. I'm still grinding away at, at Endgame, uh, Tiny Tina Wonderland. Um, but I've uh, started a new game called uh, Death's Door, uh, where you're like this little raven uh, with like a sword, and you go around and you have to collect souls and bring them back to your department that you work in. I'm not very <gasps> far in I've the game. I've seen this. I've seen it, this game trailer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool looking kind of black and white with like some color mixed in here and there and and it's it's a fun game. I'm enjoying it. It's it's a, it's pretty difficult just in that like you know, it, it it goes to that old school like top down looking at it and you're just like slashing and have a couple of hand like a handful of moves that you can use and so you know, if you, it's again, kind of like some of the games uh, from that, from software, if you die, you start back at the beginning of the level. So, mm -hmm. you know, that part was frustrating. And so I've only gotten so far in that before I'm like, Ugh. and then uh, I've, uh, I picked up Fortnite again and have been 
grinding away this season. I got the 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 battle pass, and I'm you know working my way towards getting earning that Doctor Strange skin. Um, maybe the Scarlet Witch skin is along the way. I've got the I got Prowler. I'm just enjoying it. So if you're on, um, I'm on Xbox One. Um, you can find me. I'm Captain McDougal on that. Uh, Am I the only one where on I'm Xbox not Sir Slice on, on, on Fortnite? I don't know what. Am I friends with you on Fortnite? I don't even know. Yeah, we played. You, me, and um, Toast played the oh, couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, so if you want to catch a couple rounds, I haven't really done a ton of duos or squads yet, but I've just been doing solo. I did get my first victory royale. I I, I won a full round, and it was so intense. I had, like, my heart was racing, and my adrenaline was pumping. You played zero build, like, cool. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. do that building crap. That's <laughs> me either. I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> no, fuck that. I want to shoot things. Which, yeah. honestly, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be playing the game. Me either. It's a lot more fun without the building. I think it's it's uh, the fun thing that I didn't realize was there's little like mini quests you can do mm-hmm. within the game. So while you're doing it, you can go talk to like a random NPC and he gives you a mission. You go do it and you earn points. Yeah. And that's there's how I'm leveling games. up. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So it 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 I didn't know you could do that, which at first it was just run and gun and shoot and kill. And now I'm like, oh, I can do things and drive this van and destroy as much stuff as possible and not even care if I die, like because that's not what I'm doing in that round. So it's cool. I'm enjoying it. Feel free to find me. I, you know, you can reach out to me on all my um, socials, and we'll we'll play a little bit there. Um, so let's. Let's get into let's get into our top ten, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. That's where we need a little like little twang, you know, a little intro music. Um, uh, so if you're watching this in post, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I could do sound effects, you know. I have that power. <laughs> there you go. Um, who would like to read their list and explain why their list is comprised of that stuff and mm. and, and what in, went into it? Who wants to go first? I think you should go first, Tim. Okay. So my list, uh, before I read it out, is comprised of things that sort of shifted my mentality towards video games. They changed the way I perceived gaming culture and video games as a whole. Some of these came at times where I was getting bored of video games and it resurged my love for games others are just nostalgia and things that i grew up playing since the 80s so uh yeah i'll go over some of them so um i'll go from the bottom i'll go number 10 oh no honorable i got a few honorable mentions hey guys um so honorable mentions things that didn't really make the list but i've played a lot um I'm going uh, NBA Jam on Fire Edition was, was pretty <laughs> close. Uh, I've just put in a lot of time on that, especially even at the arcades. Jammed. Before it hit console, I played a lot of arcades. Um, Borderlands 2, specifically Borderlands 2. Uh, that game, the three of us put in yeah. countless hours into. And it, it, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it on this cast because it was something that really brought us brought us together. Um the original Battlefronts uh, for Xbox and PlayStation, uh, Star Wars Battlefront games, those were amazing back in the day. I loved the first ones, not the new ones. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Those are big ones for me. Uh, and then StarCraft. Those are my honorable mentions. I'm not really going to go into too much on them, but they were good. Um, number 10 for me is uh, Soul Calibur 2. Um, it changed the way I looked at fighting games as a whole. 
it introduced some things that have been around maybe in another game at the time. I think not Tekken, there was another fighting tournament game, but you kind of had like a 3D aspect where you could dodge left and right as opposed to just, you know, you could, you could go in a circle as opposed to back and forth on a, on a two-dimensional plane. And it introduced weapons to fighting systems. It was way more fast-paced than, than Mortal Kombat's. Um, number nine would be Pokemon Red, a game I grew up loving on my handheld. Uh, I, I played that so much. I still play Pokemon games to this day, and if it wasn't for that one, I wouldn't be playing them. I play Pokemon Go. I played the one on the Switch. I've got them all uh, at one point. Um, and then um, number eight, uh, I consider putting this one a lot higher, was... Um, uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I really, that is a beautiful game. The way you play it is fantastic. The storytelling is great in there as well. Um, the beauty of this is you can get in, it's like the Photoshop of video games. You can get as much into it as uh, out of it as you put into it. So you can play it really quickly or you can really dive into the side uh, at, uh, missions and characters and aspects. It's an amazing game. Um, Number seven for me is going to be Goldeneye on the Nintendo 64. Um, it brought couch co-op shooters, really. Uh, before that, it was there was an internet then at some point, and the shooters were designated mostly for con or for uh, PCs. And I think Goldeneye really grasped what a, a console can do for a good shooter uh, back on the Nintendo 64. So that was a wonderful one, uh, sitting around. With, with everyone playing that you can't pick odd job you, you're not allowed to do it you can't pick odd job it's not or, fair it's too um, short or the, the the chick the short there was a chick yeah, at the very yeah. end that was also as short as odd job yeah um you, you play that like right? split screen four players on the tiny little tv and you have like this little yes. <laughs> rectangle of, of to look at and then you'd be accusing people of stream sniping you before that was even a thing <laughs> my good friend brian would come over to my house and whoop my ass on my own system oh yeah oh yeah daily everyone had daily one of those. and i and i just was not even like and I, yeah, it was, it was um, frustrating. He's like, you gotta do the strafe run. You gotta like run sideways yeah. while you're, and I'm like, what, what do you, what does that mean? Yeah. It was, like, it, was yeah. it was intense. It was a great game uh, and, and friendships were lost because of that game most likely. Uh, speaking of friendships lost, uh, my number six is going to be Super Smash Brothers. Uh, you can really kind of pick one of them. I'm going to, the original for me holds a, a, a special spot in my heart. Um, I didn't get as much into Melee as everybody else in the world did because I didn't own a GameCube. Um, so the the Wii version really is where I kind of uh, was at Ultimate, where I really kind of found my stride in the game. But sitting around, again, George and, and our buddy Nate at his place just after school, just just smashing and playing GoldenEye and, and all that. Um, and now we're getting into, uh, what is this, number five. Uh, for me, it's the Spider-Man 2018 version. Um, it it's a game I have played through I think three times now. I'm on my third playthrough. I think second or third. I, that story is still one to me uh, amongst one of the best stories in video games told in a long time for me. I, I there's a lot that I haven't played that probably have you know intense deep stories, but that I'm a Spider-Man junkie, and that one really did it for me. Um, then also the 2018 God of War. Uh, was one of the most gorgeous and put together video games I've ever seen in my life. The fighting, the combat, the 
the story, the, the, the big reveal at the end, uh, you know, the anticipation of waiting for the sequel. Like they made me just sit here and like itch every day waiting for another one of them. Uh, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal game. I recommend anyone with a PlayStation play that uh, for sure. That alone, those two franchises for me alone is like, I want to buy a PlayStation 5 just to play the new ones, just for those two, and then we'll see what else comes out. Um, and now we're getting into a more old school game. It's, it's, it's a tie. I'm going to go with Super Mario Brothers 3 or Super Mario World. Each uh, Mario 3 specifically came at a time where I was playing, that was my 80s game. Uh, it really kind of changed Mario in a way. Um, it, it introduced a lot of what we still know as Mario with the suits uh, and different types of things he can wear and do other than just like a fireball. So uh, it, it was a platformer at one of its finest, and there's very few that can be better than that original, that, that Super Mario 3. Um, but I loved it. Now we're in my top three. Um, I'm at Red Dead 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 was, again, I'm on like my third playthrough cinematics the story you know uh it, it took open world uh, uh you know and and really made me want to explore every inch of it rockstar just knocked it out of the park again you know they've got some some great ones in the books um gta's all of them you know vice city san andreas for me was my big one of those um but red dead 2 i could i could play forever I and mean, i probably will um oh that was my number two uh, my number one is a nostalgia factor and an impact factor for me was this old bungee game called Marathon, to which we, uh, without Marathon existing, we wouldn't have Halo. Um, and, and Halo is one of the biggest franchises on the planet for video games at this point. Um, but it was released in 1993 on the Mac. It was one of the only games available uh, for Mac only at the time. Um, it released the year... Or it was 94, it was the year after Doom. Um, and if you remember Doom, the original, you couldn't use your mouse and, and, and view up and down. It was only left and right when you're walking around. Whereas Marathon was the first ever shooter to introduce full access of motion. You could look up and down and left and right back in 1994. So as an, I'd never, I didn't own a... a a Windows game playing uh, you know, growing up, so I didn't get to play Doom all the time. I played it at my friends' houses, but I didn't get to dive into it and go from start to finish and play the story and really get that Doom experience. I got Marathon, and that really came when I it, it renewed my vigor for video games. I was like, this is what a game can be. This is more than just a platformer. You know, I'd been playing all those games. I've been playing Killer Instinct and like all these other fighting games and everything. And then this came out for me. My uncle gave it to me and it came on floppy disks, the, the smaller uh, hard disks. And it had like eight disks. So like you'd be playing and beat something. And then it was like, oh, take the disk out and I'd put a new one in and go back and forth. And at times it was it was nuts. And they made they made two more. And then they made one that was not exclusive to the um, to the Mac, and it didn't do as well. But uh, it was one of it put Bungie on the map. Really, they had a game before that, but but it really cemented Bungie as as players in the game, and and it took them a long way. And they went into Halo eventually, and and took a lot of what they did from that, and and used it, and made Halo, which was a great game. So that's my top nice. ten. Let's uh, let's hear from let's hear from Dan. Okay. Um, this is hard. It was real hard. <laughs> this is hard to pick 10 games of the course of our lifetimes 
Yeah, uh, it is and very it's hard. Re- it's really hard to not. It's like, what do you choose? You, you know, I, I'm very, uh, I'm very Barney Stinson, and that new is always better, but not really. But it just, it does feel like the more games have, uh, how far they've come, it, like it's hard to not appreciate the just not only the 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 graphics and the gameplay but the cinematic value of everything has gone up significantly and for me i found it a real challenge to not pick most games that had come out in the last five to ten years uh i had to really remember to like to pick games that resonated with me and um what i ended up with was really uh were games that were really not a lot of multiplayer things happening. It was games that had a strong narrative and a strong storytelling ability and stories that since you're playing as these characters just resonate that much more in me than a movie or a show. Uh, and it's, I love video games for that reason, how far they've come. Um, before I do my top 10, oh man, I don't even know. You know, uh, I will say before I get into it, I will remember the first time I saw Mortal Kombat ch- changed me from like little little dude Dan to little gamer Dan. Uh, seeing <laughs> seeing what, what seeing what this game <laughs> made you a man, <laughs> little gamer Dan. Uh, <laughs> seeing what, in my eyes, was essentially looked like real people fighting and being controlled was I I was like. <laughs> And then seeing, not too long after that, seeing my first fatality, mm. Sub-Zero pulling a man's head and his spine out of another man's body, I it was like, it was like this, like, it was like the season, it was like the Red Wedding for me for the first time as a kid, just like, ha, ah, oh, ha, ah, ah, oh, oh, like, I, it was, it was, and from that moment on, I was into video games and it was just it resonated within me um i will never forget it that being said a few honorable mentions before i get into my top 10 nba street volume 2 spider-man 2 so good. bully dying light shadow of war moral combat 2 i still think is my overall favorite moral combat um there was a game called grim fandango very underrated i always felt uh very story driven it's kind of like you have to figure out you know how in a movie when someone just does things or like in a game and all of a sudden they just start turning out, like know what they're doing. It's like, how do they know what to do? Grim Fandango puts you in the position of, okay, what what is this guy going to do and put something in to drive the plot forward? And that's essentially the whole game. And it's fascinating for that reason. Here we go. Top 10. Uh, Number 10. I couldn't pick one. Smash Brothers franchise. The first one started off. Second one, maybe me, my favorite brawl. I played the most of brawl. Um, Thank you. The the more recent ones, I say I actually like a little bit less because you guys like this find this funny. They fix things like I can't dodge like an insane fool all the time. So there's actually penalties for dodging over the game. Basically, yes, uh, that is correct. Um, And then we got broken. Melee is broken. Brawl is not far behind in my in my opinion. Um, Then we got Overwatch. I thought of a huge stride in multiplayer gaming of great variety of characters and abilities and multi-level gaming, uh, you know, flying. And like, I just thought it was a very, it was a huge accomplishment. Um, 
God of War 2. God of War 2 story was was amazing. I was enthralled from front to back. Um we'll come we'll kind of come back to that in a second. Um The Last of Us. Whew, wow. Um I've always said if a game could be nominated for an Academy Award, it would be The Last of Us. Uh just top tier voice acting and storytelling um and very intense well-balanced gameplay um hard to not be enthralled front to back and then we got a couple of trilogies we got the mass effect trilogy hard to pick one first one for the story second two for the action uh, uh very influenced by star wars i kind of ripped star wars a little while back but i would not be playing this game and enjoying it without star wars we, we, know, um, we all know your favorite is andromeda it's fine you can just admit it we'll get to that later um, <laughs> um then uh again batman arkham trilogy uh honorable mention even or arkham origins i thought i don't know why that got such a bad rap um the, again first one amazing story the second two just the open world being batman and then the batmobile eventually so much fun laying the foundation for uh open fighting uh, games like shadow of mordor and uh and spider-man the kind of like open style combat which i think is going to be continued to be used in arkham knights that's coming out pretty soon um you wait till october i know shit okay. go, go on um and okay number four is vice city now i had a hard time picking the order of these next of vice city and the next three but i ended up picking putting vice city at four because i knew in my heart of hearts then Mr. George JC would be talking about it in his top three. So I am passing that on to him. And that helped me to make my decision. Uh, and then my top three, um, The Witcher 3. I'll get into all these. Witcher 3, masterful storytelling. Just, I, we'll get into it. Number two, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, PlayStation 2. Talk about this game all the time. Just great story and i could play the game over and over again there's no ability points you already have everything you can do with a few exceptions um and number one um god of war 2018 cory barlog making a grand masterpiece intrigued front to back can't wait to play the next one yeah um and is there something else i'm uh an no. underrated are we doing that oh, yeah no, that, okay. that's later george what do you got? Let's hear. Let's hear George's top ten. I love looking at George's top ten. It's, it's, it's so classic. Go yeah, on. Man. Let's, let's uh, we're not going to talk about how we made the list. We're just going to list it. No, you can talk about whatever you want. I, I, a large part. Of, inspiration. Yeah, a large part of the list was like, what games did I think that I logged a lot of hours into? You know, like, and also when I had to narrow it down to like the top ten and top three, even. I thought like what are games that what are like it was essentially like I said to myself which three games out of these games would you think like if you had to you couldn't live without ever playing like it would have changed your life if you didn't play this game you know like that's how important it got down to but not in any like honorable mentions I had some of the same that Tim and Smart Chad which was Borderlands 2 and also um Bully Bully's a great game. It's amazing. Rockstar games. We have that in common. All of us picked Rockstar games. Um, and then also uh, Fallout franchise, essentially. I think mm. it's a very great yep. franchise. Immersive world. But yeah. it didn't make it in because 
there are games that I played even more than that. <laughs> so whenever, whenever I say talk about Fallout, I always say Jack of all trades, but master of none is kind of how I describe that game. Yeah, but it's a very yeah. huge immersive world, and it's the it's universe very, they've built oh, from franchise to franchise is a, a tapestry of story and lore, and I think they've done it very well. So yeah, um, kudos to that thing. Okay, so my list. Um, I guess these are kind of in order, but maybe not. I'll have to. Yeah, they're kind of in order. As long um, as your top three are, are separated, then you're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. My top three are not listed the way they're supposed to be, but that's okay. I'll continue. I'm Anyways, excited, Fortune then. Street. Mm-hmm. Fortune Street is like, mm. those of you who don't know what that is, it's like a Mario, it's like a Monopoly-styled game, but with Mario and fantasy, Final Fantasy characters as your as your pieces instead. Monopoly on crack. Yeah, and you could buy land, you could upgrade houses, and like you can stocks. do stocks, and stocks. It's, it's a great game for anyone. Stonks. But it, it's it's meant to be played with like four people in a multiplayer game, and it's meant to be pretty cutthroat, and it's meant to be like, takes a while. It's not a game that, it's, it takes about as long as you would expect a Monopoly game to play, you know, and maybe they're, add another hour. <laughs> they're the shortest versions of monopoly because you get twice as frustrated 10 times as fast just and rage quit, quit the game yeah, so yeah there you go yeah the fortune Bend street game. is great yeah we played that a lot um but it's a great game it's uh nfl street honestly like i never had any interest in football in general like at all <laughs> like i didn't even understand the game at that time at that time i didn't even understand what football like how the rules of football went like what is a first down second what is none of that idea why are we kicking it now like none of that idea how many points do you score no clue okay this game nfl help. street taught me football it taught me like the positions it taught me some of the players it taught me like the basics obviously there was no kicking in that game but like i understood okay normally this is when they would be kicking for an extra point or whatever instead of you know whatever it is we're doing now so like i understood the game a lot more because of that video game and i wouldn't have my love of football if it wasn't for nfl street and it was just way more entertaining oh, of a game to watch and play than like madden i've seen people play madden all the time and you're just like whatever every single year it's the same thing like this is a new alliteration with new faces like okay whatever like don't care like that's what it was okay after that so caliber 2 dude like that's the one that that's Arguably, to this day, people who play Soul Calibur can say that that's the one that kicked off the franchise. They may not say that's the best one because, you know, it's it been generations. But a lot of people point to that being the one that kicked off the franchise and people were like, they put it on the map. It was such a great game. Like, um, And also, it comes from a great studio. It's the same studio that does Tekken. Um, so they to Dreamcast. They're, yeah, they're... they're um, and Soul Calibur 2, what I want to say is, is what was amazing about Soul Calibur 2 is that um, it had the, the foresight to do like console exclusive characters. It was one of the first yep. games to do that so that if, if you had all three consoles, you were like the coolest kid. Cause, and we had all three consoles at one point, but the Wii Cube yeah, is like something that's portable. So people would take it home and like not have it all the time, you know, cause it's so small. People would take the cube, the Nintendo cube with them. And so like, I barely ever played as Link, but Link was a really cool character. And like, they had spawn for the Xbox and it also had, um, yeah, Hachi. it had Hihachi. Ha- yeah. It had Hihachi. Um, okay. Moving on WCW versus NWO revenge. <laughs> 64 nintendo 64 me and spurch and slice talk about it all the time i'm not gonna go into it can i just say (laughs) how awesome i thought 
I was at that game until I played you guys and you reversed every single one of my moves. And I was like, how are you, how are you doing that? You're like, you gotta press R the right time. I was like, I do do that. It's not work. I, and a, me and Tim, like we do the, reversal. like we do the fake out thing where it's like we stand up and down <laughs> real quick yeah, in oh that game God. and then grab you to dodge it. And Smirch had no idea what we were doing because he'd never seen anyone use that technique before. <laughs> Yeah, like Dude, the fake crowd. So and like many the hours. Quick. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. That was the last time I played that game, by the way, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Smash 64. Smash mm. 64. Like, also oh, the game that kicked off the franchise. Amazing for its time. What a great idea. I still remember the commercial. No matter how they toss yeah. the dice. Yeah. So happy together. It was like a bunch of kids, mascots hitting each other with stuff. That commercial was I remember fantastic. that commercial. Yeah. Final Fantasy X, uh, landmark, landmark game that's in like the first of that generation console that like really showed off PlayStation 2 graphics. It was just such a beautiful game and so yeah, immersive and such a great story. And like to this day, it's it's so it hard to like find a Final Fantasy that holds up to that. It kind of was. Final Fantasy X. That was such a great game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was so good. Finally, okay, top three. Final Fantasy VII. Also the first one of that generation console, PS1. Cloud Story is infamous. He's, he's the most famous character in the whole entire Final Fantasy franchise, hands down. Cloud is the Everybody most famous Cloud. one. Final Fantasy VII is the most played Final Fantasy, at least in our generation. Uh, with the, I guess now with maybe 14, maybe with more remake, players. Though. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now it's with a, a remake, you can definitely solidify that. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Probably. is like, th that's their golden age of Final Fantasy, so people would all agree with that. And a great animated movie, by the way, Advent Children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really good, great. really, really good. beautiful. For its time, yeah. you, you couldn't tell a difference back then when you're like, you wow. thought this was a. At moments, so you're like, is this a live action movie? It's so good. Yeah, very good. Um, great action. Uh, number two, Mario Kart Wii. There it is. <laughs> We all knew I think that's here. probably the best Mario Kart in the sense. Yeah, probably the best Mario Kart in it's my opinion. Mario Kart it's Wii. Each, it, it already, like, I mean, each alliteration of Mario Kart gets good, you know, is good. But this one is, this is the one that, like, had the best. The graphics started looking really great. Like, the, the controls were really great. Um, yeah, that's the one that I played the most on. It's probably the one I still kick ass on if we ever find a Mario Kart Wii that works. I think that was the last one that had manual driving. Yeah. Mm. Or no, had automatic and manual. Automatic. Automatic, automatic, automatic yeah. Uh, yeah changed, changed down to, like, you have to drive yeah. manual now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you could still drive automatic, but it's very weird. It's not the same anymore, like, from what I remember. Anyways, um, and finally, my number one is GTA Vice City. There it is. Um, we all knew it was like, countless hours into it and um so, since we're going to the top three i guess we can stop there i don't need oh, we're talking about top three right and yeah well down. we're about to drop into the top three here george um i love your list man yeah I, it's fantastic it, makes, it, it really makes me kind of wish i went a little more nostalgic but i just i really well that, your, I, this, my criteria was memories. like my criteria was like what three games do you think your life wouldn't be the same if you didn't play it and those are the three uh yeah, mine is definitely a different perspective, but that's why we're that's, here. That's that's where I am too, except yeah. for 
one of them. But George is man, all but Final Fantasy X. I have I have played every single one of those with you, like alongside yeah. for the ride, like wow. high school back in the day, NWO Revenge, just <sighs> sitting there in in in. Oh, did in, I miss one? In, did you? No, I think, I think so. You Oh, you, oh did. you did. Right, I did miss right one. By... Super Mario Galaxy is one of the ones yeah. that were in there, but it's not in the top. It's like number four, I would say, or number five. It's pretty it was good. A great game. But Super Mario Galaxy, great game. Yeah. What what a hard thing. What a hard act to follow in Mario sixty four. Where do you go from there? And the answer is to the stars. Yeah. yeah. Super Mario Galaxy. Oh my god. Yeah. It's I I picked like I picked like games that were like the first one of that generation of consoles and that was the first one for Wii, right so it was just so beautiful is that the like, newest game what is that the newest game on your list is mario galaxy it might be it might be <laughs> <laughs> i love it might it. be yeah well mario kart Wii came out the same time super mario galaxy came out i'm I pretty think sure it came out that same Street. year so technically it might be fortune street right it might be fortune well, street if we want to get technical fortune street came out well before that it only ported to the wii in with the u.s release uh, no, uh, I think fortune street still came out a, no fortune street came out kind of late yeah it I'm still, still came out fortune later street than those. super mario galaxy sold with the wii console it was the game that came yeah. with it or you could get the mario uh, kart version that's or you true. could get the one with both. So Fortune Street is your is your newest game. That's fantastic. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I, okay. That's fine. So let let's take a minute here uh, to to talk about um, let's talk about our history with the Smash Brothers franchise let's about, because let's talk about Smash Baby. <laughs> um, George and I transition. started playing this uh, back at uh, I believe I, my first experience with with it was over at uh, our friend Nate's house uh, mm-hmm. after school. We'd all go hang out, um, um, and play that and Goldeneye mostly that. Um, uh, it just for like five hours just just non-stop we'd be listening to like the marshall mathers lp and put that on <laughs> and, and start playing and then just like a lot of nate dog was happening in the background too but like that slew of those first characters like when you go back and you look at the first one like it's like nine characters it's ridiculously small roster compared to what we have now which is like 40 50 characters practically um from franchises i've almost never heard of but it for me, that game really, for its time for Nintendo sixty four, it really changed couch co ops. It it for 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 the better. There's been numerous um, games that have tried to to capture that, and they all try and do something slightly different. Like one of the latest ones is that Nickelodeon game, which was apparently just awful, and I regret spending money on it. But um, I had to try it. I had to know because it's nostalgic. We're too entrenched in our Smash ways that like the differentiation is like too much. Yes, it's it's not a bad game. I'll give it that. You're right. It's not a bad game. But we 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 grew up with this game uh, and and so much so that like even with a, a gap there was between when i started playing this to when i met dan when i finally met him it, we were like oh hey what about smash brothers and we're like oh yeah you play smash let's do this and like fun you know we it resurged like it came back into my life because like i said i never had a gamecube but then eventually i was playing smash brothers over and over and over and it, be, it, it just became a whole new thing a second time in my life and i have two impactful moments with one video game that's like very rare that there can be like a you know 
six year gap between when it came out and made an impact to when it again made an impact on our lives. So what what do you what are you guys' experiences with with the Smash Brothers franchise? I, I wanted to ask what were your what were your guys' mains for the for the original or for the subsequent games? You know, everybody knows my main. Yeah, everyone knows mine. I mean, we no, no not we're everyone. Not, does. We're not you can guess it. though. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's of see. Course, can you guess? You want me to guess? Of course. Yeah. It, well, I can already know. First of all, for Slice, it's the Kung Chu Pikachu, <laughs> and for and, and for and, and for George, it's it's the it's the pink bubble of Death Kirby, Death yeah. from Above, dude. Yeah. yeah. He's my Kirby. George is my nemesis, and I was yeah. the I had one of the greatest defenses it's, against Kirby but, with the lightning bolt and everything. The only mm. reason why, like, I I think I'm I'm probably pick kirby is because i've played with slice the most when it comes to you guys can probably guess mine for the original as well i i would say the reason why i had the i picked kirby was because i played against him so much and kirby's one of the only ones who's fast enough to keep up with a with a pikachu so i have to my main had to be a character that was fast enough but had like at least its own characteristics that could take on a pikachu if it had to so it's it's if it was any slower character it wouldn't have been able to keep up yeah I never choose like the the. I choose quick characters. I never choose. I choose agile, not so much fast. Mm-hmm. Like Fox and Falcon, they were fast characters. They were running around like crazy. Mm-hmm. Pikachu, he could move, but he, that's not what he was there for. His attacks were really quick and like sharp mm-hmm. and and in there. And the one down uh, downside to to the chew was uh, you had to be like this close to do most of his moves because he's mm-hmm. got no reach whatsoever unlike no. someone like a uh, zelda who's got the the sword that can get a little bit more or, or fox with like the little his b spam and just start shooting everybody and yeah no it was it was always the chew and then i think ness was in the original wasn't he yes he yep. was i think ness is ness became my main uh and has remained one of my mains uh, to this day chicken fire yeah <laughs> <laughs> George's secondary uh, was Luigi. Yep. Yeah, that checks out as well. Bang yeah. bang. I, you know, <laughs> I had an interesting first Smash experience. My favorite character, I think, in my opinion, kind of sucked. It, Captain Falcon didn't stack up to the likes no. of Kirby and Pikachu, and I liked him, but I just got my ass whooped most of the time. Um, but that changed. That changed very quickly with the with melee and brawl. Yeah, uh, you know, melee for me so broken. Melee was very broken. Uh, Fox McCloud was broken, who I picked almost all the time. His both his forward and upward smash just you could just get people at like 60 70 health, and it was like, this shouldn't be. He's a fast character with these attacks. This is not, yeah. <laughs> this is not how this should be. <laughs> no, I uh, was... I ran rough shot over my poor roommates time and time again in, in melee. It was real entertaining because I was never the best in the group, and I'll admit that I still enjoyed the shit out of it. And then, and then I found my place, which was chaos. My place. I'm an agent of it's, chaos. It's important. And, yeah, and then I I, I worked as a, a youth counselor for a while, so I, I worked with a bunch of uh, uh, teenagers. And in the beginning, I started just like I was pretty good compared to some of them. And then they had put in; they were still putting in the hours, though, you know, like yeah. putting them in. And I was just casually playing at that point. So eventually, I started getting my ass whooped by a bunch of teenagers, and I was you know in my late twenties. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. This really kind of put me in my place for where I belong in video game history. Yeah. Um. And right, uh, and then Brawl introduced the uh, the the Smash Ball, the which Ultimate is Smash, which nuts. I don't Changed know. How do you guys feel about that? 
it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> They're super entertaining and fun, but like it, 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 when it's on, it almost shifts the focus from fighting to you know capture the ball. You know, so it it yeah. it, it depends. You know, I did eventually find my stratagem of let them go for it and then attack them while they're going for it instead of trying to That's go exactly for it. it. Yeah, my strategy so, you know. is don't hit it until about the very end and then throw a sword or a bat at it. It's a good, it's a good strategy as well. And then it pops, and then as you get it, and it's great. But also, I think the downside is is that if you had a character who had a really weak ultimate smash, you're like it kind of deterred you from picking that character because you're like, well, and, yeah, and he that yeah, guy's ultimate smash kind of sucks. Was, Even though he might be a good character or she might be a good character, you're just like, eh, that ultimate smash kind of sucks. There's yeah. few people who have like a really good OP one. I would say one of the people who had an OP one, Captain Falcon. You could get like three people yeah, on that one. <laughs> that one is OP. He, his was hard with, to get though. With, with his was hard ship, to get, but you could kill three I, people I, easily with that. Yeah, but you not only you had to get people in just directly just in front of you though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, that's hard to do. I, the ones where you have to aim them, I actually don't think those are as good as like a a PK Thunder. Like, and you're just well, I'm just dead. Like PK Thunder is funny. No, but the, it's, some it's of the good... maps are huge, so you yeah. can actually still kind of survive that, actually, if some you manage to. What yeah. were your guys' mains for Brawl? I just want to hear same. you guys say. still the same. Um, still the same? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really dove into Ness. Ness became my main Ness. for for that. Um, Diddy was, like, up there. I started Ooh. playing Diddy a lot. We that was late we for played you, a lot though. of Diddy, yeah. Yeah, but you, it was late uh, discovery for you for him. But I definitely mm -hmm. had a hard time uh, against you with Diddy. I would say I had a harder time against you with Diddy than your other characters. Yeah, because it was just it was at some points I was just kind of like I'm just hit buttons, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. fuck with Dan. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about George? Did you play anyone new? Yeah, in we, we know we know George's George's new main. Oh, Mister Game and Mister Game Watch was the one that I picked yeah. up in Brawl, yeah. and I suggested you try him. Yeah, I don't know if he's goofy. That. Yeah, he, and he's you goofy. really got and, into him, and also because. I'm colorblind. He's like stands out easily on the battlefield because he's he's like just the black little stick figure. So it's That's like true. I don't have a hard time following that. He's uh, like I can see him easily, as oh. they say. Was you, you, I think that's where I found Peach. Peach, yeah, another later later rival for you as well. Uh, that was I, she. She's someone I still will play with. Yeah, you play more hers than the recent one. I definitely remember that. George's secondary um, was was uh, Rob. I did used to play wow. Rob sometimes. I didn't. I don't remember him playing as Rob as much. Not yeah. as much. I mean, you guys. Mister Game and Watch is really where I started. My two top, I think. I think. Fuck Snake, dude. Snake. Fuck him. Snake's an asshole. Yeah. Snake was very and, broken. Yeah, uh, in that broken. game, very very broken. You could charge his downward smash attack, a proximity mine that I didn't have to worry about. It just explode, and I could charge it up, and he's like, Rah. and you could and just charge up it. A really like powerful one, and all of a sudden you're like minding your own business and just kablooey, you're you've blasted off again. Um, and the other one would be Ike, mm, who's Ike. Say, probably one of my tops, or D to D. You can't I, kill you the know, D to D. I don't think I, I was, you know, I it was more of like I was like, I'm gonna get my ass whooped as D to D, which I always do. D to, I am I am John Cena as, as King D to D, like I go in there and everybody whoops my ass. For probably like 90% of the match, and then I'm just like, and fucking get the kill. And they're like, what? <laughs> like that. I don't feel like I'm winning with D2D 
ever, but I still sometimes can pull off a win once in a while. Fair. It is just fun and chaos. A little chaos is always fun. Yeah. Okay. So before we go too far, because I didn't stop my stopwatch when we took a break, so okay. I have no idea how, what the time is at. Um, let's dive a little bit into our top threes. So really give us why these ones are in there. If you want to focus more on one or two of them just for, for time's sake, um, would be appreciated, but I don't want to cut anybody off. So yeah. who wants the reins? Dan does. He's chomping at the bit. I can Go. see it. Go, Dan. Um, you know, it's funny. I don't have as much. I feel like I've talked about Prince of Persia on this podcast before. Um, but we'll go we'll, we'll go in order uh which are three it's um it's it's hadn't played witcher one or two tried to play two felt way too dated for me couldn't do it um read up a little bit about what had happened going into witcher three um getting rave reviews from every single gaming source ever i was like it's time i gave this thing a shot and third person like sword fighting games have always been my thing. I can't honestly say this, the uh, combat is why I love this game. Um, it's good. It's not great. Um, there are flaws to this game. Uh, the, the, the horse riding is a big one. Uh, this roach is, is not the greatest. Um, but <laughs> the reason horse. it's up there, the poor, I mean, poor roach, dude, um, got done dirty, <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, he got done very dirty, whatever he, he names all of his horse roach. So it's, it's just the next one's roach as well. Not even roach two, just roach again. Um, uh, the reason this game is up there is it's storytelling ability and how it's not only great, um, like fantastic in the main story missions. But every little random side quest or monster hunt that you have to do is an adventure. And you are you find yourself trying to figure out, like, it's never predictable. Every single one you think you might have an idea of what, and maybe you're right. Sometimes a broken clock is right twice a day, but it's sometimes it's just not. And then you start to learn that it's it's not really about. Like, uh, you know, like many things, it, it turns out more often than not, it's man is the most evil monster of all the land, uh, which is a great, uh, you know, what a oh. twist. Um, it's, but it's, it's a good, they, the way they do it and the way each individual, even the smallest stories unfold is a masterclass uh, at video game storytelling. Uh, something that is, I wouldn't say lost, but something that is never applied to the totality of a game and that is to be able to experience that over and over again with each and every quest is amazing i i can't uh even on a replay i would forget what happened and i'm like oh my god that's right and your decisions affect uh everything that you do in the game uh not a, to a huge amount but enough that you notice things later on and it's a it's a great it's one of the grandest of rpgs and for me personally, I'm a little over the whole, you know, uh, character creation and what kind of person that is. Like Geralt of Rivia is an established character and you can do things just very slightly of one or two ways of how he would do it. And the illusion of choice in games is kind of it's like, yeah, you have a choice, but like it's still things kind of unfold the same way anyway, most of the time. And even if they do, it's like, you don't. it just doesn't choices don't feel like the way they should. And so I'm kind of over it. And so to have one that's kind of made and just do it slightly one way or the other, 
is, I think, in a way for me, more of a choice than other games claim they provide. Um, so I will always be grateful for that. And I also will say, playing that game on its hardest difficulty was one of my greatest gaming experiences because it forces you to use all the utilities and the things to your that you have. Uh, every single blade oil, monster potion, what have you, did not use my first playthrough because I was running through it on normal. And hard mode's not that hard. You just have to take every battle very seriously. And I really appreciated that game for it. Uh, okay, number two, um, Prince of Persia. Um, this was one of the first games I really got into. The story is very good, a, a, a rare, very good love story in a video game uh, with a fantastic ending. Uh, it's, I, cannot recommend it enough i i do unfortunately can say that the maybe they fixed it but the remaster uh fell short and someone messed up on the audio mixing and there's like things like the like water droplets are about a hundred times louder than they should be and it's a little heartbreaking um yeah you're like ah water's not that loud um it's it's a very it, the fluidity of that game, I still think to this day, is unmatched. And that is in the combat and in the movement of your character. Being able to run along a wall and jump from wall to wall and something we see a lot, but is rarely done with such elegance. And I love the fact that you basically have all most of the abilities uh, unlocked at the beginning of the game. And you are given little hints whenever you uh, whenever you save a game, you find a sand cloud and you're given little hints of what you can see premonitions of what you can do and you figure out how to do those. It's uh, it, to this day, one of my favorite just story and like fun games to play. You can just hop in. It's like riding a bike. Um, I will always appreciate that. And something we don't see a lot of a lot of like, you know, I, how many times have we seen a trailer for a game? It's like, oh, you can, look at that. Look at what you can do. And you have to put it in a solid like 10 to 20 hours to unlock the ability you saw right. in a trailer. Right. And you're like, I am only having this ability that I saw in this trailer for like the last like third of this game. <laughs> like it's it's very nice to have have it all and to do it all from the start. And I um I always will like that for uh, appreciate that for that game. Um okay. And number one, God of War 2018. Corey Barlog also did God of War 2, I mentioned earlier, way back in the day. And he came back for a masterclass on every single aspect of a video game. Everything about this is good. I cannot say a flaw about this game other than that I wanted more and I wanted to know more about the story. But that is a, a, just another compliment to this game's storytelling ability. The, the mystery of it all and the amount of unanswered questions still by the end of the game, despite being a, a very fulfilling story, uh, a huge challenge in not just games, but in movies and TV shows. Uh, and even beyond that, some of the greatest, most fun, intense, enticing combat if not some of the best uh, in a video game I've enjoyed. Uh, uh, a big shout out to, to Dark Souls, which didn't make it on any of our lists. It's just not our cup of tea, it would seem. Uh, but Dark Souls changed the landscape uh, of games, and God of War 
is no exception. Uh, it that was heavily influenced, and uh, in God, in the previous God of Wars and the PS2 and PS3, you faced dozens of enemies at a time, swinging your blades around. And in this game, not only does it make sense from a gaming perspective, it makes sense from a narrative perspective. He is older. He is slower. He has an axe. He's not swinging the blades around anymore. And again, masterful. Just, just awesome. I, 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 to spoiler alert for God of War, I do recommend you play it. About halfway through the game, you do unlock the blades of cast used in the original game. And I was so excited to use them. And I found myself, as Tim will agree and has said before, that they just, the axe, they had done it so well uh, that it still felt better in many ways. And to be able to surpass the, the Blades of Chaos, which were, in my mind, one of the greatest gaming weapons and mechanics ever, is, is I can't believe how well they pulled off this game in so many aspects and every, like the grandness, the grandioseness of it all. And like when talking to the, the world serpent for the first time, uh, it, it was so intense at, at the audio. Um, I could go on for a solid hour about this game. Um, it's everything. This, the, the relationship Kratos has with his son is an amazing perspective uh, for his character personally. Um, if you know his past, especially, um, and it's a game I'm going to probably be talking about and will revisit once every few years for the rest of my life, whether or not I choose to face that damn end the game boss fight against the Valkyrie queen again is another matter <laughs> that is hands down. I think that is the toughest boss fight of my life. Um, took me a solid week i think uh, and lots of frustration um i don't know how fulfilling it was at the end but i it, it felt good to 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 accomplish it uh i if i had to pick one game for you, if you have not experienced it even if you could just get a quick 10 to 15 minute prequel on kratos's backstory play god of war 2018 it's uh it's it's so much fun and great to experience front to back love it love it and I couldn't agree more. I don't ever want to fight that fucking. Ugh. No, it's a rough, it's a rough boss fight. It's a rough boss. Um, I'm gonna save George for last because he he said the least about his games, so he'll have the most uh, in depth things to do. So, um, I'm gonna start with Super Mario uh, Three. To in 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 my opinion, uh, this was the perfect platformer. Um, I don't know of many platformers that can really, that, that really need to even exist. I mean, that would exist without these types of games, especially the Mario franchise. But the, the, the amount of levels that you have in Mario 3 was good. You know, it, it's still to this day, if you don't use any of the warps or anything, like it's, it'll take you a while to get through that game. It's, it's a fun game uh, to play as a platformer if you're in it. Like, it, it's just built perfectly you know there's there's enough where they added to the game uh from from the previous to make it feel fresh and new especially from two two was 
weird. Um, but like, you know, you get the new Tanuki suits, you're gonna get the new um you get the frog suit, you get like all the statue one, you get all these different suits uh, and, and stuff where you can fly and, and utilize these levels in, in a way that really hadn't been done before this. So it, it, it changed the face of video games, I think, for the better. Um as far as platformers go and 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 it really put a um put a stamp on Nintendo really kind of solidifying its victory over um Sega which in, on paper Sega should have won they had the better console cuz it came out closer to the to the uh Nintendo than it did the Super Nintendo so Sega had a leg up going into it and Nintendo was like okay cool fuck you here's this and 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 the first you know it was one of the earliest SNES games and it put that console on the map um I had we growing up I had um we called it the Nintendo Room. It was basically the old nursery from when me and my sister were uh babies. They had the crib in there. They took it out and then put in a little tiny desk that came up to your knees maybe and had like a old, you know, the old school TVs on there and we put the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo in there. And my sister and I would go in there and, and just fight over who was Mario. And, you know, I had, it, it was just, it was just tons of memories with that game. I still will go back and play this game. It's one of the few games from the 90s that you can go and play and not be disappointed in because you're not like, you don't need the graphics to be 3D and lifelike. The gameplay plays uh, will hold up for the rest of time and, and, and nothing will need to change. You don't have to load and update. You don't have to you know download something in order to play. You just play the fucking game and, and you go. And it was one of the earlier ones I think that you could actually save. You know, so the the original Mario, if you died and lost, you're just over. You're back at the first and it was annoying. Um, so, you know, it, it, it allowed you to like save the game and go have dinner and come back and continue to play where you were. So, I, you know, I really enjoyed that game and, and will play that any day of the week with anybody. Um, uh, I'm going to go into Red Dead 2 is my number two. It 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 would be for me the same level that Dan had as uh, God of War 3, uh, but my nostalgia factor beat out my need for perfect graphics and everything. So Red Dead 2 for me is is a lot like it it's not perfect. It's not. I'm not going to sit there and say it's it's the most perfect game ever made. It's got glitches, it's got flaws, it's got you know, you, you you'll randomly be playing and your horse's feet will be sticking up but the head's looking forward. You know, there's weird mm. things that still go wrong with this game. The story though, like it for me it pulled me in. I don't know what it is about Westerns uh, that it just really made me want more. But as I was playing this, like it, not only did it improve on the original Red Dead gameplay, which after you go back and play it, is like, it's not great compared to this one. When you're riding a horse in Red Dead 1 versus now, like it feels like the horse is just sort of gliding in the first one. Whereas now, like it feels authentic and real and like, the way they designed the backgrounds and the cinematography used within this game, there are moments and screenshots that people will put up online and put up next to a picture of like Montana and people will go, which one's a video game, which one is real, and they'll pick the wrong fucking one. Like <laughs> it is one of the most beautiful fucking games out there. I mean, just just putting it on cinematic mode, setting a waypoint, and just letting your character run, just like 
on a horse traveling across the country and you know randomly you'll get like a willie nelson song that comes on in the background and you're just like this is just this is just really nice and you just got good music good soundtrack that plays along with it you know arthur morgan is is your main uh uh, uh antagonist and they did him so well of of like a character who is so out of his time his time is 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 up for like as far as like cowboys and that mentality is coming to an end it's it's turn of the century it's 1899 1901 right in that era where things are starting to become industrialized you're starting to kind of move towards the the future and this guy is clinging his gang is clinging on to you know uh, their good old ways of what they want to do and like it really is it it's it's just so well told and and you're so immersive and you get to like you know you go hunting and you 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 take all the things you make packs and you wear them and it has an impact on what you do and it's it's useful and it it just every part of this game made me want to play i replayed it several times and it's a long long game like you'll put a lot into this into the story because you're going to want to do all the side missions and find all the the easter eggs because it's rockstar and they stick them in there just because it's what they want to do um and uh, i will i will go back and play a uh, uh, dutch the voice actors are so good so good and they got the original voice actor who played john Thompson? John Marston from from the first one and you're like that's cool that's a really cool throwback to be able to get this guy to come back after like 10 12 years he's not going to be your favorite character cuz he's a whiny snivelly little bitch in the whole game but like I had an emotion about that character and it's a video game like there's 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 games now that can do that but there's not a lot you know and this is this is one of the top ones especially like Dan said God of War it was my number four for God of War I, I left it because I knew Dan was putting it in there just like you left Vice City for George because I was like I'll let him go into town on that one but uh, I, I like I'll just be like I'm bored I have no games to play I'll restart uh, um, Red Dead 2 Red and then they made redemption. <laughs> yeah, and then they made an online, which for a time was really fun. If you if you have a crew and you're running around, that you take the same game world and gameplay, minus some of the hunting, because it's not as needed in there. But now you get to run around with your friends and like go rob trains now and like do all these cool things. So if you've got a crew, it's so worth it and so much fun. And you can just go fuck with other players, and that's just entertaining for me and causing chaos. So um, I, I love it. There's not enough I can say about this game. Um, my my number one is a game I haven't played in a long, 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 long time because it's you can get a port for it now, but it's not great. Um, but it 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 holds the nostalgia and it really did change my life for video games. Like I played all those console games. I played you know Mario and I played I had Killer Instinct. I had I had uh, um, man well, there was one where you had like it was on Sega and you were like a skateboarder. You put on a different helmet and you give you different like like power it was super cool my my neighbor had like the the michael jackson moonwalker game that i always wanted to play because it was just good music Shaq and, you know, like I, I had <laughs> Shaq Fu. but i had all these games and and i didn't have a windows computer i didn't have you know like top of the line stuff at the time so when my uncle introduced me to marathon I was like, this is like, I like, this is amazing. You're, you're fighting like aliens and it's got the, the differences between doom 
and this is you i went back, went back and watched gameplay from the original doom the original doom soundtrack is like and it's just super fucking intense and like you're just like adrenaline is pumping and you're like oh my god what's coming around the corner and then i watched videos of marathon and it just immediately was like i remember every sound that's going to happen and it's just like melodic calming soothing kind of music playing in the background it's almost like elevator music so like you can run around and then like you hear these creatures and they make like a really not super duper threatening. It's a little creepy, but it's not like overly off putting. So you can still turn and shoot. And the cool part was, is like, I can shoot him in the foot. I can shoot him in the head. If I do a chest shot, it doesn't do as much damage. Whereas like in doom, I watched this guy play. You just pull the trigger. You know, there's, there's no aiming really you can go left and right but if someone's up on a platform above you on the screen you just pull the trigger and it shoots up so you you lose some of the the strategy in the original doom game whereas in this one you had to look up and click and shoot and it was it, it just really made me want to get more into to first person shooters and and continue down that world which you know a lot of people talk shit about first person shooters because they're like because of the call of duty and battlefields where it's just like oh that's all it is it's just that if you only play those games, you're not a real gamer, which I call bullshit. You're playing a game. You're having a good time. You're interacting with people. I don't care if you're playing Sims 4 or you're playing Call of Duty and being a fucking uh, um, a nester. What do they call them? Camper. Like, play the game. Enjoy it. Uh, fuck anybody who tells you the game you like is bad. If you like it, fuck them. Don't let anyone tell you not to like a thing. Preach, it, it's your it's your thing. It's your joy. Don't let anyone ever steal that from you. Um sorry, we dealt with a lot of this shit growing up. Video games weren't cool. Comic books weren't cool. You know, the you know, play sports, be outside. I'm like, "Fuck you. I'm going to sit in the room and yeah. gain Mobile 10 pounds Mobile gamers get a Mario. bad rap too. Like people yeah, play do. games on play cell phones. Them. Mobile games is one of the largest I can't do it. But it's one of the largest like portions of gaming actually if you count it. Yep. Like people there's people who like you know commuters or whatever who are just like playing games on their phones even like some really just my sister loves those like ones where you're like running a like a bakery or a like a wine winery or whatever like oh. games that you oh. you never think that people would Damn enjoy it. they do and there's nothing wrong with that i know it tends about to say Damn it, george i hate you i have to go back um, a little and, and do a shout out to, to uh a, not a top 10 but Overcooked 1, 2, and then the, the new re-released one. Those games are insane. If you want an amazingly intense, fun, chaotic, adrenaline-pumping multiplayer experience, go play the Overcooked Or if you want to get two. yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. Here's um, the thing. The games like that, I, two games I never thought I would play, Overcooked and Stardew Valley, because... I tend to look at something and I'm like, oh, that doesn't look like that awesome or worth my time. Like, that's not that's not always the case. No. It's 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 the content of the game that matters and not the cover of the of yeah. of, of the art that so is it so to speak. Yeah. And God, countless hours in both. Very good games. Oh yeah, good games. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, that was that was my my walk down memory lane and my rant on on game haters. Um, George, let's let's hear why you've got what did you got? You got Wii. You do it. What are your top? Okay, give me your I top three. Mario They're out of order, Wii. so I couldn't even tell. They are out of order. I got Mario Kart Wii. Um, mm. I think like I didn't really play uh, Double Dash because I didn't have a cube. 
to play mm. that on but a lot of people enjoy double dash some people think it's good. like the bomb it's, it's a very controversial topic in the mario kart mm. franchise some people think it's like the abomination they should burn with fire some people want to come back i'm all for whatever i i don't you know i'm not no opinion on it so i can't say but i feel like mario kart like on the wii really like they took it like that was the step above anything like the graphics looked amazing like the controls of the game got really beautiful like the way you like in- implemented like the drifting and all that it was just it was like honestly the masterpiece and like, i think from that point on like it was a hard act to follow also like because look what they did the deluxe is technically mario kart 8 is technically still the the one that came after the wii it's just a redone one for the switch you know, like that's what Mario Kart Deluxe is. So they still haven't like been able to surpass that yet. You know, and I, I, I just countless hours. You know, and it's that's a great game. I don't know what much more. Like, it's the best one in the franchise of Mario Kart. And Mario Kart is like a franchise that's been around forever now. You know, since Super Nintendo. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Final Fantasy yeah, Seven. But Super Nintendo one is hard to do now. The Super Nintendo one's really it, hard like, to do. Rrr, rrr, rrr. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, still Mario Kart Wii is the best one out of the whole entire franchise. Uh, I chose Final Fantasy VII out of all the ones in the franchise too, even though Ten is a masterpiece and Ten Two actually enjoy too. For those people who don't like it, I still liked it. But Final Fantasy VII is the one that put yeah. it on the map. That I think. Obviously, some people would say the graphics of the original don't hold up, but there's something about the gameplay of it that is incredibly beautiful, and I wish people this generation could could, could like experience it. There's there, um, I know the graphics you'll say won't hold up, just like you know we were talking about before, but I think it's one of the ones that like it's one of the most uh, like immersive RPGs that they've ever made, and it, it like. I remember when I got it for the I didn't even play it on the PlayStation. I got it for the PC originally. And I it took four discs to play that whole game. That's how many like you had like two install discs and two discs yep. that you played between, I think, or something like that. But it was just a, it's the masterpiece. I think to this day, the company's still probably trying to chase after that, like um to that height, you know, and that's why they remade it. That's why the remake is t- more than one part. It's coming out in like several parts. It's just those characters are iconic, the story's iconic, like introduced a lot of people to that universe you know i dare say a lot of people wouldn't play final fantasy if they didn't ever played seven um yeah and finally the one that was probably going to segue very nicely into our kind of another topic is like grand theft auto grand theft auto vice city um it's like the it's once again the masterpiece the crowning achievement to like to the whole entire franchise some people would say gta 5 and i love gta 5 don't get me That's wrong i replay it all the fucking time countless hours on gta 5 as well um but uh it, it's a matter of you you wouldn't have a gta 5 if you didn't have vice city vice city put the game franchise on the map people had already been talking about grand theft auto 3 it was already controversial for its time they're like oh man this like this game lets you like have sex with a prostitute in a back alley and like you get to do all sorts of crimes but like what was interesting about it and i think maybe not as um personal about it is that the character you played never talked you know claude never talked um the game was kind of dark also it was like in the sense that like the world you didn't see too much of because the city it's life it felt not as big 
And then when you got to Vice City, everything was bright. Everything was colorful. Um, Ray Liotta was your like your protagonist, and like the cutscenes and the story was beautiful. And like being able to do things like buy properties and invest in them and level them up, and all that's all those mechanics that we take for granted now. And Grand Theft Next, Auto, I forgot about that next level stuff in that aspect yeah all the stuff that grand theft auto that you take for granted now in a grand theft auto game was in vice city you had a garage with properties that you could think oh. you went around collecting i spent countless hours making the perfect save files which is like this is a good place for you to like get to to start the game and i actually have everything unlocked already with a bunch of cool vehicles and all this stuff and none of the story is done like I unlocked a full map and that's where I stopped. And then all the stories were done and you could always go back to that state file and pre-play from there. And all these cars, I had beautiful tanks. I had undercover cheetahs. I had like every single best car you could find. I had all the properties unlocked, but none of the story was done only just, you know, like, and people will be like, how did you do that? Every hidden package found like people, like those were like golden save files because it took a lot of game prep for you to play that. And then not play any of the storyline, pretty much, aside from unlocking the full map. And so I think just countless hours creating those like amazing save files that are beautiful start points were, I don't know, probably half my life was spent doing that. <laughs> like, Dude, I don't know. A lot. It's, it's, and I, and like I said, like voice acting on that was so much better. And it, it, it's one of those games that I think took voice acting to the next level and storytelling to the next level. And because of that, I think um, there wouldn't be like sandbox games and open world games like that. It, it developed a whole franchise on its own, essentially. And it really launched it. And Vice City, oh, finally, as a final point, how impactful Vice City was. Tommy Versetti was made one of USA Today's Man of the Year that year what? he was like among the three people but he was one of the three <laughs> I didn't people even they know that yeah tommy versetti was the man of the year That's in fantastic. usa today really and he's the only non i think he's the only made-up character and only non a video game character to ever make the list it's because that's, that's, that's how impactful great. he was fantastic there you go I, that's my I, man vice city i was almost anti 80s music before that game and I've oh, never had soundtrack. a quicker turnaround. It was so good. I oh, now I'm all nostalgic about eighties music to this day. Yeah. Uh, I you can't say enough. God, that end game stuff to to do all that work to get the final two story missions of the game is huge. What a bold risk for a game of so long ago to make. Games didn't do that. I don't feel like they no. like until then. Amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. The driving. God, the driving. And what's so interesting fun. is chronologically, the story takes place before GTA 3, too. So it's kind of funny because you'll right. see the GTA yeah, 3 80s. characters and you'll be like, oh, there's Avery and there's like Claude and there's like all these other characters you saw that are kind of like made cameos of Vice City. And it, 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 it's, it's, it was a bold risk for them to kind of, instead of making a sequel, like a prequel story, to kind mm -hmm. of, and then to take on an era and to also obviously pay tribute to like other pop things such as like Scarface and other mafioso yeah. and that kind of Miami vice and all these inside jokes yeah. that cultural references that are put in it. I think um, it wouldn't have like things that we take granted now and Easter eggs and cultural references that are made in video games. We take for granted now today. You could directly see like how it comes from vice city because vice city had no shame about it. 
they they yeah. they were not tongue in cheek. They put it out in the open. They're like, this person. They hired Jenna Jameson like to be the porn star voice actor for the porn star character. Right. They had no like no qualms about like making a splash in the pool at a time when probably video games were not okay. Like people were not okay with video games already, and they were like, well, you know what? That like, one made it less. That that put national news. You know, with like the amount of violence and everything they yeah, had. Yeah, they they made no qualms about spl- making a splash in 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 not just the video game world, but just in the world in general. And that yeah. I think to this day is something that video games try to do, and maybe probably very rarely achieve. You know, like it's yeah. how often do you think a game makes that big of an impact culturally nowadays compared to Vice City? It's very um, it's very hard to find me. a game in the last few years to even say that. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's an amazing, it's an amazing accomplishment. It's a, uh, it's it. God, the room, the room is the mansion is is just almost straight up the Scarface. Yeah, mansion. it's straight up Scarface. And yep. what a cool like! I had personally not seen Scarface, and then when I did, I was like, "Hey, it's the <laughs> it's mansion from my city." Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's not, but you know, it was a cool, it was a, it was a cool moment. And I, God, you know, bit, I gotta say, big ups to Grand Theft Auto Three, which laid the foundation mm-hmm. for this game. Yep uh it it didn't have quite the storytelling no. part but it 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 was it was still very good and mm-hmm. uh something that we haven't brushed on is i mean the first true people will say uh, uh what preceded grand theft auto 3 was a game called driver and there was an open world aspect in that but to me grand theft auto 3 was the first really true open world game to go mm-hmm. anywhere and do anything and what uh what an accomplishment and what how many games have followed suit since then even though yeah. i feel like we're seeing a drop off a little bit of not as many open world games mm-hmm. uh maybe we had an oversaturation so people are making different choices based on that but regardless very cool concept that we see and we will continue to see in games oh, yeah. to come yeah yeah yeah. Did anybody Owning play apartments, two? multiple save points in RPG games? Yeah. Like that's a concept. Like having a home, like things yeah. like that. Those right. are things you they take can't... granted for an open world right. RPG. That like Vice City laid the foundation for it. And you were like, oh yeah, like games didn't really have that. Like before that kind. Of, you know, like you just right. yeah one save and, point or one home. Yeah. It's, well. Right. One and rented on one and two. <laughs> that for me. The top two was. The two was down. crazy, man. You, two you was could... weird to play. Does top anyone remember stuff. in Grand Theft Auto 3, you could switch your view to go yeah. like... Oh, I do remember oh, that. Grand it was Theft weird. And I did that for about two minutes. It was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> this two, is Two hard. worked in the over overview because it was more of like a... It was less three-dimensional and they didn't have as many things protruding. So it fit better in that game. But okay. I remember playing that over at, at, at our buddy's house. Honestly, um, the... The whole franchise is like is is still really amazing. Like even up to now, like up for four. Um, shout out to you know like San four. Andreas. Four, you need it had great. I mean, it was the first one for that generation. But four, I mean, I love it because they, it's like they screwed up the driving, which the, is a big the story, part of that game. What's amazing is is another thing about it is that the franchise once again is in like an immersed like they're all connected. You see, carry like characters make cameos in all. All across the franchises, they all show up. Like he, people yeah. still randomly show. Like GTA Five still has characters that are from the from random GTAs before it. Like you know, they. I think you could pick up uh, what's it called? 
In GTA 5, you can actually use, uh, I think, Packy McCready, who's one of the friends of Nico in, in Liberty City. You can have him as one of your bank job crew members. So it's like this continuality of I mean, the story is all still in that same world since like GTA like 3, essentially. And I, I love that. Like, <laughs> what more can you good. ask for? Like, Okay, so... We have gone through our top favorite games, uh, which are all, you know, most of the list are all fairly well-known, well-received games. Um, very few surprises, uh, I'd say, for anybody here. Um, I think Overwatch was the biggest surprise on the list for me uh, th well, that you had. I never liked it. it. I mean, that's okay. It's, oh, no, I love the game. Don't get me wrong. I really do. I think, I, I think it's fantastic. It just, you know, of, just of all of them. I have something on there that I am so... I'm so tired of the same old multiplayer yeah Call of different. Duty Battlefield bullshit even Valorant game being revered to me is just Counter-Strike with powers oh, peeking around corners and like I mean I don't the, you you got to I've always said this multiple times like give me something different I guess Valorant would be an alright example but like even just like a um oh man Titanfall like Race. yes, you are shooting, but you also can like wall run and slide, and and Hop you can call down this giant mech and have giant mechs fight. Like, yeah, great. Give me something different. And Overwatch took that to the nth degree. Every single individual, multiple characters, multiple talents. I really appreciated uh, the variety. Two uh, 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 K gaming, I think, or. Or, or uh, the gentleman that made Borderlands games tried to have a similar game that came out somewhere around eight months before, yeah. uh, or what's called Battleborn. Not, a, but not as, as successful. But Gearbox. still, I appreciated what Gearbox. Thank you. Uh, I appreciated what they're trying to do. Uh, yeah. Give me, give me something different. I want to reward uh, originality, and I like. I continue to play that game to this day. Yeah, it's a good yeah. game. I gotta cool. pick it back up again. Um, okay, now let's talk about. Uh, we'll 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 make these ones quick because we've been going for quite a while here. Um, do we all have our most underrated game? That uh, uh, how do we define this? Something that you really it's not a guilty pleasure, uh, but something that like you you really enjoy playing that maybe didn't get enough um, didn't get enough press, didn't get enough. Um, <laughs> copies sold or you know other people may have may have been like this is not the best game out there but you really really had it you it was underrated in your opinion and you enjoyed it and you had fun playing it and you don't care what anybody says do it do we all have one yeah someone's uh, got one? I guess. Oh, yeah. you guys go first i guess i'm mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with um i really just enjoyed playing this game uh and, and it, it was an xbox 360 launch title um and it was cameo the uh the four elements i think was what it was called um and you're this like character who looks suspiciously a lot like uh fern gully uh <laughs> and you run around and you have these different um creatures that you can play as it's it's in the line of like um like an action game not an rpg but like you know like a Mario Galaxy style player uh, or N64 type play style, but you get to kind of like turn into um, this like rock monster and then roll around and, and fight what? things. K-A-M-E-O, cameo. Okay. 
um, I, I really, it when it came out, you know, when the 360 came out, I was really wanting to, um, really wanting games because it, 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 in in my opinion, all of the, it had the most launch, and not even an opinion. I think it had the most launch titles of, of all the Xbox game uh, consoles. So, you know, I was Call of Duty, I was playing, you know, Perfect Dark, and, like, all the big games that people were waiting for and, and chomping at the bit. And then Cameo just kind of snuck in there, and I just, I had a good time playing it. Um, I remember getting it and, and, and being surprised and just staying up really late playing this game, as opposed to hopping on Call of Duty 2 and just murdering the shit out of people and pissing off gamers. Um, so it, it was, and it, it's not that it did bad by any means. It was very, it was well reviewed. It just, it was not one of the biggest games, and I don't think it got as much uh, um, playtime in 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 people's um, collections. So that's that's what I'm going with. I have a second one, but I'll, I really just want to do it for Shock Value later. So go ahead, Dan. Uh, sure. Um, well, I talked about Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time, uh, and it's it's two subsequent sequels. Uh, Ward didn't quite stack up to uh, the the well-executed game that was Sands of Time. Warrior Within caught the second one. They, they recast the voice actor to a much lower, gravelly-sounding kind of guy and gave the whole game a bit of a goth makeover. Still very good game. Secret ending, very cool. Didn't quite land. By the third game, they learned they messed up. They brought back the original voice actor from Sands of Time. Uh, but it was too late. The damage had been done. And there was a cool kind of like, you were like, you could, you were alternately like this, there was called the two thrones and you were sometimes this dark prince that had different really cool powers. And it was a very good idea. Just couldn't quite nail uh, what they, the magic they had captured in the first game. Still very good though. Uh, two thrones, very, very game. They stopped. No more Prince of Persia's for a while. Then next gen PS3, they drop the Prince of Persia. No following title, just the Prince of Persia, 2008, PS3. I thought it was great. I thought it was really fun. To this day, if you just look up, maybe we can get this in post, uh, of like the combat in that game is cinematically some of the coolest, like, visuals you've seen uh you, you're you were with a, a a girl who has like these teleport powers and she teleports you around to like hit these guys and slide and then you'll peer above them and like come down it with your sword it's a very very i don't know why it wasn't more successful especially given the success of the sense of time uh the 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 movement the fluidity of the platforming moving around I, you'll hear me complain a lot if you if you're a frequent listener about uh moving around in games and how i am just so over like running or walking in games even driving starting to take a toll so anything you can throw at me to spice up moving around in a game is is great and the prince of persia is the maybe even more than sands of time a foremost example at the variety of how you move around levels you have this claw that allows you to like climb up on ceilings and it's just a fun I think a very fun game and what's most disappointing is that they is a constant mystery surrounding this Prince of Persia. We don't know much about him and it was clear that whatever he was or is, is going to be revealed in future titles, which we never got because the success of this game was, was not, uh, was not good. And maybe that could be attributed to the prior two entries that had come out 
that were just not quite as good as the sands of time i will always be sad uh, it's a really it's a really fun and a, it's a pretty pretty good story too um i don't know why it was more successful great combat great platforming i could you could just kind of hop in and just go around levels have it like flipping around doing all your crazy moves to get from place to place and again another great example of what is a blossoming love story something that doesn't really happen in games often and when it does how, how good is it really i mean sometimes it's sometimes it either lands or it doesn't and the chemistry between these two video game characters on this very underrated uh game was was masterful amazing banter between the two of them and i will always be sad there weren't more subsequent sequels uh to this very fun uh lighthearted game um and to make it matters worse they had a dlc that really teased the next game really teased and we just never got it so that'll always be a little sad about that but that's my underrated game george um hots <laughs> what hots. hots heroes hots? of the storm what okay quick um, preload prelim to this okay. one there's two games that i introduced both of you to that you, uh, that you both went on to play like a thousand times more than me and it's hearthstone and uh uh heroes of the storm which is That's fucking hilarious right. but go on oh my god no yeah. wait hold stop the presses i've been taking credit for introducing george to hearthstone for, but i showed since, you hearthstone since he's been streaming and when in fact tim was like you should check this out how about that? Yeah. Clip it and like, ship two, it right now. Hearthstone, <laughs> one of the bigger of the two uh, that I really enjoy playing. I just, I, it's a lot of time consumption to get yeah, into that one. A lot so. of money for Hearthstone, but that's but go on, George. That's get, another uh, Heroes topic. of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm. Uh, without Heroes of the Storm, I probably wouldn't have found Hearthstone first of all, because I never mm. would have downloaded Bad on that. But. <laughs> <laughs> Heroes, Heroes of the Storm is like an MMO. Well, not MMO. It's a what's it called? Uh, MOBA. MOBA. It's MOBA. <laughs> a MOBA. Massive a MOBA. online battle arena. Battle. It's yeah. It's like you know if you've played League of Legends. It's essentially the Blizzard version of League of Legends. Um, mm -hmm. I think the reason why I say it's underrated is because there are other franchises in the in that genre that eclipse it. Like Dota is even more well known than that. Either. Um, but the genre in many ways started with Blizzard, um, like League and all those other things uh, wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for like StarCraft and and uh, World of Warcraft. So what I always liked about Fair. HOTS is that it had the IP characters that like you knew from the other franchises, like from Overwatch, from from uh, World of Warcraft and from Diablo. Starcraft. Starcraft, yeah. All these other char characters that you knew from other franchises that were beloved characters from Blizzard we're now playable in this one you know in one thing was it like some people would say well it's just like a rip off of league but like it's like not like accurate yeah it's not inaccurate but it was just still a really good game and it was underrated i think and um great game the problem i think obviously it's not supported on the competitive level that it was years ago and and way, yeah way it's, it's really time. really sad I don't know why that because I I think they day. they had whole entire like esports teams built around it that were had to be disbanded yeah. overnight because of it. So um and I understand like the money they weren't you know the money wasn't in it they weren't getting the money back from their investment yeah. which I totally understand. 
Um, that's how a business is these days. Um, to this day, I'll still hold out for like a TFT version of Hots. Um, I, I think it would be really easy to make. Ooh. For that, yeah. not easy, but like it wouldn't be that big of a stretch if they made TFT, but with Hots characters. I would dive headfirst uh, I mean, into that. I, I, yeah, like I, I want to put that out there. No, um, TFT my tactics, which is what it's uh, like auto chess. Uh, yeah, it's like kinda. it's like it's like auto chess and auto battler. You place a bunch of battlers in an arena and then they kind of fight it out, and it's like a strategy as to where you place them, and it's a very popular oh, uh, game mechanic. And yeah. I don't Hearthstone Battlegrounds is a simpler version of it, essentially. Right, right, yes. Or not simpler, but like it's a less com. Yeah, it's a com less of, complex yeah. version of it. Um, auto auto battler. It's an auto battler is like the new genre for those kind of games. Um, they got like a mobile play version most of the time, like. Do they have like mobile games like that? Like I got like those uh TFT is mobile. I play I play the uh the Marvel I don't know, Strike Force and like you've got like mm. you pick five characters against five characters, is that not the same? And they kinda like play auto and they just kinda this yeah. one does that, that one does that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like an that. old school it's it's like the game the fighting mechanics of FF seven that I remember versus but like just that really. Where you've got your team yeah. and then each one has a turn. No? All right. No, anyway. no, it's all simultaneous. It's, uh, it's well, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, auto battlers are like the new kind of a new genre that's developing. It's, but it, it got hot and it stayed hot. I don't know yeah. why they never jumped out. I think I think Hots is like I think Hots is a great like I'd be, it, I'd be willing to revisit that spot for it. So there's so many characters now. There's so I mean, many characters I'm, too, I'm, I'm and like I, I really I it's and it's fun in the sense that it's like I'm not having to deal with like sweaty like league players all day like being all upset and whatever you can just kind of do your own like no one like because it's not competitive in many ways in that sense like you don't have to worry and just do your own thing yeah, and like more screw what other people are doing and just like <laughs> do your like i just want to throw basketballs across the, the map at people <laughs> like all day long like and then not have people be upset about it because i'm He's just tired somebody to, kill that duck yeah just try <laughs> to freaking <laughs> Anyways, all right, that's it. I'm done. You know, you know Ooh, what game? You know what game I want more of that I never got more of, and I'm very sad about it. I really am. Is Dan will like this Monday Night Combat? Monday it was Night fun. Combat. I, I did play it. Was it. Fun. It, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable of all the game. games. <laughs> it was a, a third person shooter that took uh, tower defense yeah. along with it, yeah, and I it liked was it. just. It was just entertaining. I just had a good time. I want more of that. And, you, and yeah, I'll, I'll you just it. want more of that style of game, which I'm yeah. on Smite board. is like that. Have you ever played Smite? Whatever. No, but no, I'll take a look at it. Smite is kind of like that too. It's it's you know it's like 3D with lanes that you're protecting. And it, imagine like it's, imagine like yeah, but is it a shooter? It's, imagine Hots, but instead of you're looking from the top up with a map, you're looking at it from like a first a third person perspective. And there's lanes right. and stuff like that, and you're defending towers like that. That's yeah. essentially what my night combat is. All right. Do we have? Does each do each of you have a game that you are most disappointed in? Sure. Disappointed. Um, uh, for fear of someone stealing mine, I'm gonna go first. Okay, go. Um, and it, it, I was very excited for this. I really loved the first two games in this franchise, and mm. then they were gonna introduce like a a co-op gameplay style and you could play with your friends and it was just going to be this open world chaos and 
it was it had Terry Crews in it, and I was very excited to Wait, to, hold to on. You to weren't get concerned that one of us was gonna steal this from you. No, what? not at all. No, no. What? But it, it was it is one of the most disappointing games that came out uh in the last ten years. Uh I don't even remember when it came out. But it was Crackdown Three. Um I was I was super, super excited because I really loved Crackdown Two. It was fantastic. It was just fun. It wasn't like a like a hyper intense story driven game, but it was an entertaining game and it was fun. And this one came out and it was basically the exact same thing with like no improvements. It went through just production hell. It got pushed back like five times over multiple years. And when it came out, you had to download two separate things. One is the single player version and one is the multiplayer. And the multiplayer was one of the biggest loads of crap I have ever seen in my entire life. And I was so, so sad and disappointed about this game. It really, it let me down. Um, I had I had one of the original marketing uh, end cap signs for the original um, for Crackdown Two in my garage, and in uh, uh, the third one, just I was so sad, I was so let down by it. It was so disappointing. That's all. What do you got? I mean, you already spoiled mine. What is it? <laughs> Mass, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, just all oh, right. I forgot that I did that. From from what I understand, it has been patched, and uh, the 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 greatest. You'll notice that a lot of what I've talked about today, uh, thematic and um, and storytelling, is takes took kind of a big uh, forefront into the my, the games that I've talked about today, and Mass Effect is no exception. Uh, that's the dialogue and the storytelling and the character progression is one of its biggest strengths, and to go from the trilogy to this, where people are just like have like little this is like their default expression on their face talking about everything all the time there's literally a clip of a woman saying my face hurts like from all of like the crying and i'm like your face hurts because it doesn't look like it's broken and you're saying <laughs> it was rushed it was rushed to launch uh i mean to ha i was immediately taken out of it uh i maybe have thought about revisiting it um but it's a hard it's hard to get myself to go there uh I, i'm I've heard the combat's still pretty good, which is its other strength. Um, so maybe, but um, if you can't, if I am watching a, a poorly uh, constructed Android deliver lines, uh, it doesn't matter how good the voice acting is, if their face is just like just all the time. Um, so I don't know. It's really took me out of it. And it was real let down from, especially given the standard that the previous three games had set. So. I'll just leave it at that. The game has been torn to hell already enough as it is. George? Um, I was going to say Borderlands. <laughs> Borderlands 3? Borderlands three. 3. I was going to say Borderlands 3, but I think there's there's yes. good things in it, too. So I don't want to like... It's good enough. It's good enough, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just, it was a very long wait, and this is... It was bound to, yeah. I mean, it had high no expectations. No DLC characters. Yeah, you it know, had high like, expectations, but I think it really yeah. let people down. Um, recasting of yeah, claptrap. Yeah, it's just a few missteps. Um, and then another mm. thing that I guess probably was sad to to see was um, it's it, it, I I think it's a good example it is I, I I feel um, 
like some good companies are falling off the, the their 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 pedestal and rockstar felt took a big misstep recently as well with uh the grand theft auto like re like oh yeah a relaunch or a golden edition Ooh, or whatever they want to call yeah. it which is like yeah. the the one with the three original grand theft autos um, it reminded me, like, it reminded me it, of the uh no yeah, they, they just they, they like didn't you know do a good job of remastering it or whatever, and it, it it's just it's sad to see companies now go for the quick buck because they knew people would would buy it and then make that quick dime and then not put any effort into it. And it, it's, it was the same thing for me with the Prince of Persia yeah, trilogy. Remastered. It's sad you know, to see like, companies and studios who have this reputation kind of take that route, and and sad to also see you know like most recent this is not it's happening all over the industry and most recently even with like cyberpunk which is in my opinion still a great game but like just so many problems with it and for a game that they this company which is reputable and makes the witcher and cd project red is like has that that in their pedigree and for them to have this game that they've supposedly been working on for over a decade make such a big misstep on launch probably killed all the momentum that they had and all, all the goodwill they've had over the last few years and it, it's just yeah it's sad to see that happen in the gaming industry you know that this is what happens is that you give these these studios your goodwill and you trust them kind of and and they 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 all it's like batman it's batman yeah. dude. Dark you Knight. either die a hero or yeah. live long enough to see yourself become EA Games. Yeah, Damn it, I was going to say. It's, 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 yeah, yeah. That's literally the speech, and it's it's and it's it's funny to say that oh, because man. Smirch brings this up is that uh, then you play games that are like obviously indie games and no budget or whatever, and you hear stories about like Stardew Valley, which just have so much heart and one person doing so much work on that one. and you're like how is it you have a team of 20 people and you still couldn't figure out how to port over gta More than that no well i mean they they outsourced it out to like a 20 person team to try to report gta but it's like i don't understand how you could mess that up so, like i don't know it's just it's the money like it all comes these studios at one point become so big that at the end I of the day, gotta, it's about I, gotta, uh, gotta make that launch date, you know, yeah. want, this ridiculous launch date that these producers will set. And it's like, we, we can't do it. Well, too bad. We're, we're not going to push it back. So yeah. do what you can. It's like, and then you get this. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's heartbreaking. So that's, that's my Sorry, disappointment. No, it's fine. All I want them to do is is really give us a good Red Dead Three. Like I don't even give a shit if they do another GTA Six. Like that's fine. But Red Dead Three to me, because it's it's such a newer well, and more interesting of a, a concept and franchise I mean, for me. Question though, where do they go with the story? I mean, they went backward. Are we going to go backward again? Is that what's? I mean, no, just go on a tangent and give me what's her name. Um, fuck, what was her name? the the woman in the beginning of the game who's they find out their her husband was dead and she becomes like a main mainstay in the gang and arthur runs a bunch of missions with her at the end and fuck what's her name hmm. oh my I god remember, i remember you're talking about they, they save her in the beginning of red dead 2 right? yeah they save her in the yeah. beginning and she becomes a gang, part of the gang oh Sandy. right oh, oh yeah, yeah. oh right? she becomes a badass right 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. she's just a complete what? badass it's just and like then, a grease um <laughs> just give me a, a scent a, like just go on a tangent story with her like she doesn't she's not in this the the red dead redemption original game because she's who she goes off and she becomes I, a bounty hunter and like that's uh, give me bad. that story like i want I probably that wouldn't would do a red cool. dead redemption 3 for that that would probably be like a red dead redemption 
you know the stories of sandy or something I, you know what i want hmm. i want i want a red dead redemption 3 with with a dutch vanderland rise to power starting from the bottom now we're here kind of we're just keep going backwards i think dude think how interesting would it be to see a young dutch vanderlin work his way up to to game yeah. boss i mean i, I, wanna, I mean but like introduce new game mechanics like introduce like course. a model t car like go oh, forward want... in time like oh. change it up they, they more or less ended the story with john marston in the first game i mean yeah, no. what you want to go be his son no one wants to be his son like the back and already yeah. hear the backlash on, on yeah. you know i don't know it's hard to say anyway we we could go on forever talking about speculation on games but we must we've gone well past our time limit yeah, um so i apologize for anyone who was tuning in and, and left us there and anyone who's going to watch on the on the uh, the youtube upload this is a long one but there's some really good points in here um mm-hmm. some good recommendations on games if you really are a gamer i hope you really enjoyed this episode um speaking of if you really are if you are a wrestling fan next week we are finally actually doing it we have our wrestling podcast <laughs> We were gonna do it for WrestleMania because Austin came back, but we were both we were all just like meh. And now we're just gonna go full nostalgia and just go wrestling and, and talk about it and and just you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot of good and bad. It's a crazy relationship we all have with wrestling. Um uh <laughs> and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Of course Dan's gonna give you all the bad and, and I'm gonna give you all the, the positive love of wrestling um so tune in uh, next week uh you know if you want to catch us live we're going to be doing it on saturday morning instead of friday morning and normally i upload all of these on saturday this one next one's going to go up on sunday so um again thank you for watching um i have been tim boland and you can catch me on uh, the modern nerd nerd underscore modern on twitter um instagram facebook all that stuff find the modern nerd um the youtube channel is really where you're going to get get a lot of this um smirch where where can they find you merchandise on instagram yeah who said he was going to post last week and never did um and so now we've got uh <laughs> sir gjc327 right here right now on twitch yep um yeah and all of your are you gonna you throw up your um socials you can throw them up there um what are you gjc327 on literally everything everything else fucking right make it easy um Brand. thank you guys uh tune in next week for some wrestling entertainment otherwise thanks for coming thanks thanks y'all till next cut time it. wrestling cut it <laughs> <laughs>